episode of The Expat Wife. My name is Tina and I'm the host of this show. The last episode ended with our third year in China, when I had finished my two years as a German homeroom teacher and my first year as a cover teacher. Today I'll talk about our final year in China and the most significant job opportunity which changed my professional life and so many of my core views. And I will talk about our preparation for the next move. At the beginning of the school year 2015-16, we had the feeling that this would be our final year, as my husband's job came to an end. We felt that it would be time to move back to Europe. Not only as our parents got older, we also wanted our children to experience more European culture. But at this point, we didn't know if we really would move or when. We aimed for July, but also wanted to stay open for another date. Our children were in grade one and two. So it was a good year to move. And same story as when we moved to China. We couldn't talk about it, as it is always tricky. Something I will talk about in a later episode. But in the minute you announce that you might leave, people are acting differently towards you and you start acting differently towards them. It is a bit like the culture shock, but for leaving. But anyways, so... We were discussing ideas, but we couldn't talk much to others. We chose to tell our closest friends, as we spent most of our time with them. Our kids were extremely close, and she was my, at this point, boss. So it was easier for me to explain why I couldn't take on a full job commitment. So again, I started the school year doing some cover work, until the day came that made the most significant change. In my working life. That day, one of my bosses asked if I could would like to cover the early year art teacher on long-term leave. Well, as much as I loved working with kids aged two to six, doing art with them was never something I wanted to do all day for who knows how long. I imagined a room full of little children covered in pain from top to toe and parents complaining that I was responsible for all the ruined clothings. Didn't I learn three years earlier that saying yes is always good? Well, anyway, my boss and her boss were standing in front of me telling me that they thought I've been a fantastic art teacher and I should say yes. Well, again, I said yes but begged them to come to my rescue if I would start wearing purple feathers in my hair and become a crazy art person. They promised. But spoiler alert, even though I don't wear feathers in my hair just yet, I turned into a crazy art person and still waiting for them to rescue me. Or maybe rather everyone around me. But this is another story. Because so I started working as an early years art teacher. And what can I say? I loved it. Seeing children doing art and expressing themselves, even without efficient language skills, was fantastic. I saw many children who struggled in their homeroom classes, striving and being happy. Ultimately, this job changed me as a person, a teacher and my whole career. I used to be a strict teacher, and even though I always felt that some things went against my gut feeling when being a homeroom teacher, I still did it. 
I believed in the importance of homework and tests to a certain extent. And I think often I wasn't relaxed due to all the pressure on making sure kids bring in the highest marks at the youngest age. But our teaching made me realize that this all isn't important. Well-being needs to be focused on. And when I mentioned in the last episode that I always put students' well-being and their place in the expat cycle first, yet they had to do tests. I would have given them more time or had long-term conversations with the parents. But still, I thought these things had to be done. And all this has changed since teaching art. Yes, I was working in a room full of children covered in paint. I was always covered in paint too, but I never had parents complaining. Well, I could talk about this now for ages, but this has its place in a different podcast format. But anyways, I think you get the picture. I became very passionate about what I was doing. At this point, we could have stayed forever in China. We had made wonderful friends, work was going well for husband and I, and the kids had fantastic teachers and were enjoying school. But the art teacher was about to return and we had to move as my husband got a job offer in Budapest. But for this part, we need to go back a few months. In October 2015, husband heard about a job offer in Budapest, Hungary. And we had already looked into Budapest two years earlier, but didn't go as we decided to stay in China. Anyway, Budapest was always husband's favorite city, as he had spent a few days there as a student. Well, we leave it here. But it also seemed perfect to us, as it was in Europe, not yet Germany, where we didn't feel ready to go to and only a two hours flight to our husband's family in the UK. And remember when I talked about the preparation time before we moved to China? It was very similar, yet very different. First, we lived in an environment where people constantly left and came. So when you said, we don't know how long we stayed, it wasn't lying and no one would ever ask about future plans anyways, as we were all in the same boat. And we, as a couple, were a lot more relaxed as we felt that we knew what would come and felt nearly like pros. Hey, we had already done an international move. Hungary was Europe, so not too much of a difference to Germany, right? Well, I'm glad we were that relaxed as it wasn't that easy, but still we managed without huge fights. The hardest part was probably that we got confirmation for Budapest on an evening when visiting friends in Xiamen. But as the last signature was still missing, we couldn't say a word. And the craziest was my husband has been told we would start in Budapest on April 1st. This evening at our friend's place was November 15th, and it might sound, might sound long until April 1st, but we knew we would go to Europe for a three-week Christmas holiday and had to go house and school hunting before that. So this evening was crazy as we felt guilty not saying anything, but we knew they would understand. The following weeks were also crazy. The final signature thankfully came only a few days later, but the emotions were huge. 
And they were different to leaving Germany, as we always thought we could go back to Germany after three years. So it wasn't a farewell forever. But leaving China was a farewell forever. As we understand that we would never live and work with the same people again. Another spoiler alert. The expat world is so tiny that I have work colleagues and bosses again at other jobs and friends I met all over the world. But this wasn't anything we knew at this point. So we returned from our Christmas trip on January 8th and started packing our house as the movers were scheduled to come straight after our trip to Budapest, which was planned February 13th to 20th. Looking back, it doesn't seem that tight of a schedule, but for some reason I felt it was. So we went for a six days trip to Budapest. When we arrived, we all were in love with the city immediately, the architecture, the scenery, and we found a wonderful house with the most wonderful landlord and landlady. We just had an issue of schooling as the German school, which the kids were supposed to attend, wouldn't accept our children as the German level wasn't good enough. And it was evident that they would not learn enough German in a Hungarian-British environment. But thankfully, we found a British school that at this point was very welcoming and an excellent fit for our family. And it felt so good to be back in Europe, and Budapest was very welcoming. With these good feelings, we went back to China. When we came back, all very jet-lagged, we had only a few days before the movers would come. We had scheduled it that early as we wanted our stuff to arrive with us in Hungary and we had thought it would take up to six weeks for the containers to arrive. After the furniture we had left, the last four weeks had started. You remember, the last four weeks we were the happiest wherever we lived and we were super happy. Looking back, I genuinely think it comes down to the fact that you don't worry anymore. You surround yourself only with the people important to you and you don't need to overthink the little things as you leave anyway. But fun fact, again, I didn't believe we would go. I had scheduled my last working day as the day we would go to the airport on Tuesday, March 29th. As the, others, as the other art teacher would return on the following Monday. I was sitting in the meeting the day before our departure and making plans for what could be done three weeks later until my boss said, Tina, aren't you leaving tomorrow? I answered to him, am I gone yet? Who knows what will happen between now and tomorrow? Well, I assume I was in completely denial. I remember a friend coming over and saying, you should cry now, otherwise you won't have time. And she was indeed correct. The next day, husband picked us up from school And I remember saying goodbye to my best friend and boss and tears were running down my face. We got the kids and when we were in the car, my son bursted into tears. He had to say goodbye to his best friend for four years and they had spent every day together. This was by far the hardest goodbye of all because for us adults, it was easy. We were able to email and text whenever we wanted, but for our children, it was much harder. We promised him that we would do everything possible so that they could meet again. And actually, only three months later, we managed to see them again. So we kept the promise. But anyway, back into the car. We talked about all the new excitement ahead of us and that we would try to stay in, in touch with our friends we had left behind. 
And so we drove to the airport in Shanghai, using the two hours drive to talk about our feelings and what we'd expect in a new country, recalling the good impressions we had about Budapest. Our son really looked forward to the new school, as he felt the building looked a bit like Hogwarts, something a seven-year-old can really get excited about. All these positive talks made it a little easier. But I have to say, my friend was right. Cry as much as you can before you leave, because once you are gone, you need to bring positive vibes for a good start at a new place. So we stayed for our last night in a hotel in Shanghai, Pudong, had our last authentic Chinese food and jumped onto our plane to Budapest the following day. As excited as we were moving to China, knowing we had a fantastic time and so we would have in Budapest. And here we'll end this episode. Next time I will talk about a completely unexpected culture shock, how I met the two most wonderful people I still call my friends and, well, what happened to my love for art teaching. Take good care. My name is Tina and I'm the host of this show. Thank you.